Welcome back, everyone, to the Conscious Man Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Pagliaccio, and uh, this podcast is for the growth and development-oriented individuals, people who are looking to expand their consciousness. Uh, so we have guests that have tools, uh, tips uh, that are that are that can help us to grow and expand ourselves. And today is no exception. Today we bring on uh, Ashley Cox of Quantum Self Mastery, and uh, Ashley, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Uh, so I'd like to just start by having you take a couple of minutes and just introduce yourself to the listener and uh, let let us know what you're up to in the world. Okay. Cool. So I am an emotional healing coach for men specifically high-performing men, men who are entrepreneurs or CEOs, um, men who have seem to have it all together, uh, but still struggle, still struggle in love and can't really figure out why. Um, and so that's where I come in. A lot of times what, uh, in any case, even if it's not a quote-unquote high-performing man or a CEO, you know, what drives a man to do better, to be better, sometimes is often rooted in shadow and that shadow will almost always show up in his relationships. So while it might serve him really well in his career um, and the things that, that he chooses to do in the world, um, it, it backfires in intimate relationships. Mm, okay. Well, so for, for some of the men and even the women out there that aren't familiar with shadow work, and I just wanted to, I'll let the listener know, you and I have done a, a little bit of work and how healing, how healing it is. Uh, sorry about that. Um, yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so shadow work, so shadow work is about the, the subconscious. So subconscious, uh, the subconscious mind is a part of the mind that is functioning when we don't even realize it's functioning. Um, it's you know, the fight or flight or freeze, right? So when we get triggered, that's the subconscious taking over. Sometimes we don't even realize why we're so, so mad about something seemingly like logically kind of small or why we want to, you know, why we want to flight. Um, when, when we get into an argument, we shut down and, and walk away, uh, not because we're taking space to calm down and we're being aware of it, but because we literally, our, our system, our central nervous system is telling us, walk away, walk away, walk away. Um, and later we can kind of get a rein on that and use it to serve us. But if we're not conscious of what's happening, it's just like our body takes over and we have to leave. Um, and sometimes we freeze and we lose the, abil the ability to speak, you know, um, and what triggers those responses is different for everyone. And what triggers those responses is usually related and rooted in trauma. And those, you know, those experiences create a fight, flight, or freeze um, reaction. And that's where I come in. So I talk with people about what is coming up in their intimate relationships. I go through their childhood and I, I do energy work and I also, you know, make connections logically, I look for patterns um, between what's happening in their relationship and what they went through in childhood. And, you know, 99.9% .9 of the time, there's going to be some sort of relationship. Mm, okay, so what I think I'm hearing is the the body is kind of the the unconscious mind. So we have all of these traumas from childhood, and they're the we we're still playing out 
these these patterns in our adult life. So the men that you're working with, it, it serves them in business to some extent, but not in the romantic relationships. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. I mean, sometimes men, or a lot of times men, especially will turn their pain into power. Mm. So let's say they're used by a woman, you know, they get into a relationship, they think she loves him, he thinks she loves him. And she ends up, you know, actually using using all of his money behind his back or something. Mm. And he's angry, right? He's, yeah. He feels used and, and hurt, taken advantage of. And he thought for once somebody loved him. And in fact, you know, she's just another person who who is is not seeing him for who he is and using him. And that is so painful. It's such a painful reality to accept that that just happened, that it's like, you know, well, what am I going to do with this? And a lot of times we don't know what to do with it. It's so painful to sit with. So they channel that energy and they turn it into power. And before you know it, you know, they just created a six figure business out of nowhere because they had so much pain that they, you know, channeled into their purpose, which is actually, you know, not a terrible way to deal with it. If you're going to deal with it, you know, in a plethora of different ways, that's not a bad option. But where I come in is, um, to, to sort through that stuff. And so when they are functioning in business, it's not from a place of, it's not from what we call shadow. It's from light. It's from their higher self. It's from their authentic purpose. So it's from love, right? So instead Mm -hmm. of fear, I'm not good enough, which is where they're coming from. We shift it, clear out the stuff and they can still do the same thing, but they're doing it from a love of self instead of a fear of not being good enough. Ah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. And, And so how, how does that show up in their romantic relationships? Like sometimes if they suppress that anger, can it come out sideways as rage? And uh, I mean, how do you, how do you transmute that? Like what's the work that you're, excuse me. What's the work? Okay. Uh, um, so you mean like when I'm in, when I'm in session with someone, what does that look like? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. So it can look like a couple of different things. A lot of it is very, intuitive. Um, when I sit down with someone, I'll often ask them just like, you know, a therapist or counselor, how was your week? And what I'm really listening for is triggers. So I'm listening for them saying, you know, uh, somebody made me really, really upset, or I was really depressed, or I drank a bottle of wine. Um, I, you know, went for a 30 mile run, or something. <laughs> just like outliers, right, that indicate escape, mm. um, or, or, you know, big conflicts. So while, while I'm listening, I'll, I'll listen for triggers and then I'll, I'll, I'll kind of zone in or hone in on, um, on something that stands out to me. Mm-hmm. And, and then we'll kind of go in from there. And it looks like a conversation at first. I'm asking a lot of questions, getting a feel for what's going on, really, really trying to get to the root of it. And then we'll go into a meditation. So once I feel like I have a good grasp on the situation and Um, I just have a human level understanding of what's going on. I will ask them to close their eyes. We breathe through our nose and I'll ask them to breathe really, really slowly, really deeply. Um, Sometimes the slower your breath is through the nose, especially the more you can actually get into your body. If you, you know, try to breathe real quick, it, it kind of, the lungs can't really keep up. So I like to have them breathe really, really slowly and try to get the oxygen all through their cells down to their toes to their fingertips and once we're there I'll do a couple of different things depending on where my intuition takes me so one is to um, I'm not sure what the name is for it but it's to name you know 
where where do you feel it in your body? What does it feel like? If it, if you were to float it outside of your body, what would it say? I mean, it sounds kind of crazy, but it's really powerful. And then when we start to have a conversation with it, you know, I'll ask them to speak back to it. And, and that is something called parts work or, frag, or like healing fragmentation. So this is a part of them. That person is representing a part of them that's not healed. And when we get in touch with that energy at its root, um, and we have a conversation with it, we're essentially bringing that energy, that lost part of ourselves back into our body, the part that we, we have guilt and shame around or we, or, or we, you know, we feel not enough, so we have the guilt and shame. We're bringing it back in and loving on that piece, giving it a voice, and sometimes taking our power back. So if that thing is saying you're not good enough, well, what, it, what does it mean to, um, or what would it take to tell it, no, I am? and to take your power back and to, and to be in your sovereign power as opposed to your victim or your child and letting it run or rule you. Um, you know, we have that choice, but sometimes we don't realize it. And if it's not that, it's, you know, getting them in touch with their higher self or having them meet their shadow self, uh, having them meet their inner child. And a lot of times people will cry, especially with the inner child work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I experienced that myself in doing this work in, even when we worked together, it was just the short amount of time that we spent together, how healing it was. Um, because I've noticed that it's been there for so long that if you don't do anything with it, it's running the show and you, you can't, I mean, I don't know, for me, it was really hard to get a grip on moving forward in my life because that part of me was running the show. This little kid who was hurt, wasn't able to, every time a challenge came up, he would run and hide. And, you know, like what you're saying, acknowledging this part of you in letting him know or her know it's okay. And having a conversation with him kind of calls the, the higher self forward and you can move past that. Uh, so I just appreciate what you're doing with men. And um, I'm curious how you got into this work. Like, that's really super interesting to me. Like, if you'll share with the listener and me, um, why working with men? Like, that seems kind of like scary. I don't know. Like for a woman, you know, like, I, I, I just think like, I know how powerful and strong you are, but you're also this very soft, feminine, you know, beautiful woman. And uh, yeah, that maybe just share with us uh, what got you involved in, in helping us. Thank you for this compliment. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so you know, it's not as much about who I am in my human form as much as it is what's coming through me when I'm in session. So when I'm in session, it's, it's not, you know, the, the Ashley that, um, like whose favorite color is like teal and likes avocado toast, you know, like that's just, <laughs> so just like very earthly human things. Right. But yeah. when I'm in session, I, I ask for guidance from God. I ask for guidance from Archangel Michael, from Jesus. And I just open myself up to, um, to only, you know, those higher energies and to, and I ask to be, to be of service, mm-hmm. right? So what, whatever this person needs to hear, let it come through me. And it's not that they can't do it themselves. It's that when we're stuck in fear, it really, really inhibits our ability to do that. And so because I, I facilitate my life in a way where I'm um, open and vibrant and heart-based and I, you know, I don't have a lot of drama. I don't have any drama. I'm just, you know, here to be of service. I can be that channel even when someone else is, you know, in the pit, so to speak. And I can be that, um, 
I want to say that portal for them or sure. the, and, and then eventually they get to the place where they can do it themselves. But when we're stuck in fight, flight or freeze, or we're in the middle of a divorce, um, when we've been used, when we feel not good enough, it really kind of shuts our system down to be open to those higher energies. Yeah. Um, as far as men specifically and how I started to work with them. So I can really work with anyone. I chose to work with men um, because honestly, it, it does a, a service to the, to everyone, to the world. Think about how many, think about how many problems in the world are caused by toxic masculinity. I, I mean, so many, right? Like our, how many of us have father wounds? How many of us, um, uh, you know, have experienced abuse or, you know, abuse by our father or abandonment by our father, or even if he was there, you know, we weren't emotionally connected or, um, maybe he just left and then our mother was experiencing the repercussions of that. So we weren't connected to our mothers because she was shut down or she mm -hmm. was, you know, working three jobs. Yeah. Um, and it's not to say women, I'll get to the women aspect in a second, yeah. but it's not to say that they don't also desire healing. It's, it's that, you know, there's really not a lot of options for men. There really aren't. I mean, when I, when I think about it from my, pers when I, from what I hear and from my perspective, what I see is, men typically don't like counseling mm. you know they don't like to go and then once they go they they usually a lot of times they don't like it because they they tell me all the time i go and they she just asks me how my week was and mm. i tell her and then i leave that's it. and i don't see the I, I don't see the point i can't yeah. tell you how many people have said that and and they'll quit counseling quit therapy within a month of working with me because i've gotten more done with them in a month than they have in a year and I don't tell them to quit therapy. It's, it's very complimentary to therapy, but they're like, what is, men are very logical. They're like, what's the point of me staying in therapy if I feel a million times better and I'm not going to pay two people, right? Right, right. Um, so coaching, you kind of laser in on, the, on what's going on and you can get in there and get at what, what's happening. Whereas therapy is like this long drawn out process and they're not really feeling it. And one of the other things I've noticed for me is like, like you were saying, like, women were hurt in relationship typically we were all i'm speaking generally typically we have all been wounded in early childhood or some sort of trauma it doesn't have to be something super you know difficult like you know it could be rape or you know incest or something like that it could be you know just the way you know somebody spoke to us and we've carried that on through our entire life and and so i'm i noticed for me working uh with you it's very healing because my trauma or my wound is from early childhood with my you know my mother so working with you like it's almost like i'm being reparented in a loving way with a woman who can totally hold space and see me hear me understand me which has me open uh, and i feel safe so i feel like that's a, a big deal for men too to be with a woman that they feel they don't feel judged by or you know criticized or blamed about anything that they can share their heart and you provide a safe space that they can be fully self-expressed and you know that that's really important i i totally agree and that's that would have been another reason that i listed um it allows them to really practice connection emotional mm -hmm. connection heart-to-heart -heart connection it helps them practice being open in the presence of a woman um it helps them feel like they're enough, mm -hmm. right? That, yeah. you know, like you said, I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I'm not criticizing them or coming down on them. I'm lovingly supporting them. Um, as, as I would 
kind of, you know, not to sound demeaning, but as I would a child, because we, because what I'm working with really is that inner child. So I'm not, I'm not caught up on like, this is a man who's a, a CEO of a corporation. We don't talk almost any about their, their work, right? We're talking about their heart and what's there. And um, yeah, so, so there's, there's uh, this, the fact that men don't like counseling. Uh, they, it's like, kind of what you were saying it can be even subtle things in childhood like a father saying you know men don't cry mm. right and yeah. and if you're upset handle it it means that you're weak if you if you can't handle it and so yeah. you know, that might keep them from counseling and then if they actually do get into counseling they get kind of annoyed because it's the same stuff over and over again i'm not saying everyone but a lot of people yeah um if they if they talk to their friends their friends will often say like sorry dude do you want to get a beer <laughs> friends don't know what to say <laughs> Yeah. Um, talk about the game they're not going to talk about their you, you have friends for that kind of stuff but then having heart-centered friends is also important as well for sure right right and we're talking about like the average joe you know right. we're not talking about like super conscious men or i'm, I'm just talking about the collective right yep. and um and the third one is that is their girlfriend if they speak to their girlfriend or wife um and they tell her hey you know i'm really not happy there's something wrong oh my gosh can you imagine like most of most women again co collectively are going to take that personally and say you know what did i do or, or you're not happy and it becomes a whole fight and so it's like where do they go what do they talk to yeah. um and so that's that's where i come in and i find that you know exactly what you say you know, they they feel comfortable and sometimes a man doesn't want to tell another man what, you know what's going on but it's, it's safer for some reason to tell a woman i guess because women are, um, you know, women can be softer, right? And more understanding and empathetic, whereas a man might say exactly what the father said, you know, just get over it or how are we going to fix this? And really sometimes we just want to sit with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I also want to say I've done plenty of work. I'm not blaming my mother for anything. Uh, like I said earlier, she, I, I, what I've realized is all of our parents or whoever were doing the very best that they could with what they got. So there, I've healed around that or, or continue to, um, but I just wanted to put that out there uh, and, and let everyone out there know, like there's no um, disharmony or discord between my family of origin and, and me now. I'm thankful. Like, I think that's the big thing too, um, is turning your, turning your um, tragedy into a triumph, like in, in getting to a place of gratitude. So like when you're working with men and they realize like where this pain has come from. Do you help them see that? Like this came from when you were a little boy and maybe, you know, this happened with your dad or your mom and then help them see that they're grown up now and that this it, it's not just something that hurt them, but you also help them to see how it, how they gained a, maybe a superpower from it. Oh, absolutely. I think that's a, I know that's a huge part of my work. And for, and for men, the light bulb just has to go off once. That's all it takes is for, for a man to draw the connection. And then he's off, off, for, off to the races, whatever the saying is like, he's, he's like, I got it. You know, it clicks. Whereas um, sometimes for women, we kind of go back and forth. We feel great in the moment and then it's not really solved or resolved. And we have to go back to it and go back to it. But I've honestly um, found that once the light bulb goes off for, for men, that's kind of it. And we move on to the next thing. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, that's a huge, huge part of what I do. And a lot of that stuff comes out in the meditation. That's awesome. So you're just peeling back these layers, man, getting at all of this stuff that's been there forever. 
because I've noticed even for myself today, like my body, the way that it feels sometimes it takes me, it takes me out like that pain will then put me in this repetitive thinking pattern. And like it even happened this morning. Um, this morning I was getting ready to go to yoga and I just started doing yoga and all of a sudden this anxiety came up in my stomach and this fear. And it was like, I was hesitating and I was this close to not going. And I'm, I realized like, Oh, that's, that's that younger part of me that when I'm, when I want to try something new, maybe I was shut down around that or whatever the story was. And I just felt it. And, and so I think, do you help men feel into themselves and, and recognize what's going on in their body? And then that, how it creates this thought that then puts them, you know, kind of takes them out. Uh, like it might have them run away or rather than towards. Um, yeah. How do you, Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, that what you just described is kind of a function of the ego, right? So the ego will, doesn't want you to do that thing because it's fragile. Yeah. And, and if you go and you fail, it, it feels like it'll be the end of the world to be exposed as a failure because it's already so sensitive. And there's a, a little piece there, you know, that honestly and truly feels like you're, you know, you're not good enough in this area. And so I, of course I can't show everyone else that because then that makes it true. Mm. And what I need to do is put on a mask and put on a show or hide. Um, and so it's really cool that you, you were like, you know what, uh, this isn't me. This is a body response that I'm having that's rooted in old programming and I can walk through it. And by doing so, by moving towards the fear, I am transmuting the energy and, and letting my body and my mind and my spirit know I'm ready for more. Yeah. Yeah. That was really, that's exactly right. Like, I feel like you have, like, that's what's held me back for so long personally is dying to that old self. Like the, there's a part of us that, like you said, the ego, it doesn't want to let go because then you have to re you have to recreate yourself in every moment. And that's where the liberation, that's where the freedom, that's where the like joy is, is moving through that. Cause I've noticed for so long for myself, that feeling would come up and then I would retreat and run the other direction. And you're running from, you're running from freedom. Like you're running from your dreams and your aspirations. I am running from my dreams and aspirations. Every time that feeling came up, it would just take me out. I'd shut down run the other direction. I was scared, like you said. So I feel like for the listener, man, running towards that, or if you, if you're coming up against these parts of you or these feelings, these emotions, and you, you don't know what to do and you know, you're depressed, you're up, you're down that, you know, working with somebody like Ashley is going to really help you bust through those walls to go to the next level. So you're working with these high level entrepreneurs who have already you know, been very successful in business. They transmute their pain into power, but then they're, are you saying they're struggling or they're challenged in, you know, uh, their personal relationships? Right. And so what they don't realize oftentimes, and sometimes they do actually, is that, you know, they have been escaping the feeling or they, they, you know, they're escaping it by work or maybe they did run towards it but again, they turned it into something else. So it's, it's better than, than, like I said, the alternative, but still not the same as actually healing the root of, of whatever caused it in the first place. And so what, what we see is that if there's even a tiny, tiny part of the subconscious that 
you know, it doesn't feel good enough. Again, I'm going to go back to the example of, um, you know, the man that was used and mm-hmm. you know, he, he's like, I, I am good enough. And so he starts his business and he does great. But if there's, but if that comes from shadow, that means he still thinks he's not good enough. Right, <laughs> he's just, yeah, you know, yeah. trying to prove that he's, that he is right. And so it means he still thinks he isn't. And so what that, what happens is that he will attract a woman that also probably doesn't feel good enough and will mirror to him that he doesn't feel good enough. So she doesn't feel good about enough about herself and she'll mirror to him that he's not good enough. Sorry, I think I just said it wrong, but that she'll mirror to him that he's not good enough. And that is always an invitation to, um, to go deeper. And sometimes what happens is he'll say, you know, screw you lady. I am good enough. Look at everything I've done. Yeah. And that's, that's just like, that's just out. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll say, Oh my gosh, this keeps happening over and over again. Maybe it is me. And then they seek outside help. Yeah. I, I think that's really good is, is the one common denominator that I realized in all my relationships was me. The work wasn't out there the, So that the universe will keep giving us the same lesson until we master it. Like men will get rid of their, get, keep getting rid of the woman thinking the problem is over there, but keep running into the same issue. But the actual, it's not a problem. It, they're actually pointing you towards the solution. Like the, where you're being triggered inside yourself, this woman, your partner, whatever, is showing you where your work needs to be done or where you need to be healed. And that that's a beautiful thing if you're aware, you know, and so you're helping men become more aware, more heart-centered, why, why do we need heart-centered? Why do we need heart-centered men in this world, in this day and age? Why is it so important? Like, and, and I think for the listener too, like maybe explain what that means, heart-centered and, and why it's important and how it, there's probably three questions in here, and how it's going to affect their, their intimate partnership. And you can take that however, you, you know, I think there so is there's, there's one there's one thing I wanted to add before we get into that. Is that okay if I just yeah for sure add please. one more thing? Yeah. Okay. So so what I said was um, a couple minutes ago was that you know if you don't feel like you're good enough, you will attract other people who feel like they're not good enough, and then you do this back and forth thing where neither one of you are happy with the other person. You think the other person's not good enough. And the reason I call you know, my work uh, quantum self mastery is because in the quantum field, there's infinite possibilities. And what happens and what we see is that when we access the quantum field, clear out the subconscious, shift the energy around, move the energies, and, and it's in effect, shift your timeline, you then to start, you then start to attract people who are, um, once you heal, you start to attract people who are healed. Mm-hmm. And that brings me to, or, or on their journey, or at least aware, you know, it, it's their levels, right? But you're you're not unconscious anymore. You're not continuing to attract unconscious people. And then you just continue to play out the patterns of your childhood. We're not doing that anymore. We're healing and then going deep with someone else who's healing. And so that brings me to your point about why is it important to be heart centered? And I mean, I think the world that we live in right now is a great, (laughs) is a great example of what happens when men aren't. Yeah. Um, and, and that's not necessarily even a political statement. Although, you know, when we look at our politics, we can see that it's a complete mess on, I think on both sides, everything's a mess. And yeah. what is it full of men? Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the, for the past, I want to say, I don't even know, for a really long time, things have been ruled by men. We've had a lot of patriarchy in the world. And what we've seen is a lot of really, really rich people, really, really poor people, um, 
a lot of power hungry people, mm. you know, people who are stealing land, uh, famine, rape, war, you name it. Yeah. So that's what happens. That's like an extreme version of what happens on a macro level when men aren't connected to their hearts. Um, and, and there has been a purpose for that, right? So that, that masculinity, even though it's um, destructive, it has, it has created societies. It's, you know, it's forward momentum. It's, you know, accomplish the thing at all costs. Um, at the same time, there, like I said, there's a shadow side to that. And that's, yeah, there's winners and then there's going to be losers. And so what happens when we get into our heart is, you know, we can all win. Yeah. And on a micro level, what that looks like is I'm taking responsibility for me and my actions and my trauma and my healing. Right. And you're going to take responsibility for your actions, your trauma and your healing. We're both in our heart. We're both connected to what's going on with each of us. Mm-hmm. So we don't project constantly onto one another and think it's the other person when it's, you know, maybe the behavior is undesirable, but the trigger response is all you. I mean, right. no matter what the person does, no one, you know, with the exception of a couple of, you know, extreme traumas, if let's say if it's something, you know, mundane, no one can make you feel any kind of way. Like you were, you, your trauma is like kind of giving your power away. And so when we, when we own that and get into our hearts and, and process, um, we can just go so much deeper with people. And then when we create, it's from a place of love and not, and not fear. It's better for the children. Yeah. It's better for, um, you know, their workplaces when they leave home and they go to their workplaces because yeah. they feel happy and loved and free. And that'll translate to their outside relationships. Um, it's better for our politics. I mean, it's just better for the world in general, for everyone to be responsible and connected to their heart. Yeah, that's that's well put. Thank you. Yeah, it's taking what I'm hearing you say is that every everyone's taking personal responsibility for the way they feel and what they think that they're not they're projecting is like putting the blame over there. Like you're the cause of why I feel the way I do. And this is and I'm reacting from that where you're saying, no, I am responsible for me. You're responsible for you. And let's kind of do this thing together. And it's going to create more harmony in the world rather than disharmony. And I mean, it makes sense to me. I think why all these systems are breaking down is because it's not, I mean, obviously it's not working anymore. So I, I feel like we're moving more towards a heart centered kind of unification of the entire universe. Like we're realizing we are all interconnected and everything is all interconnected. And, you know, this sense of separation is just, you know, literally killing us. Um, so, and I know like starting on a, a micro level, like the work that you're doing is helping the entire universe to heal. It's helping, you know, one individual at a time. And, you know, it seems like a daunting task that, wow, we got to change the world. But actually, it's not that difficult when you start like right here um, and you're helping these men. Absolutely. And I, I, I love that um, I can use the quantum field to connect with people over space and time. So when I'm in a Zoom call, um, the only thing that explains how somebody's blood pressure can drop 10 points or 25 points on average over a period of a couple of sessions or for them to all of a sudden have, you know, not feel a pain in their chest that they've been feeling for weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, the only thing that explains that is that we are connected and, yeah. and I'm in the meditation with them, literally feeling everything they're feeling. You know, sometimes I'll ask them, you know, what color do you see? And I see it before they say it. I already know what color it is. Or, you know, when I ask them, where do you feel the pain? I'm already feeling it. 
I'm just asking them, but I already know where they're feeling it. And that to me is, is the quantum effect, um, you know, literally collapsing space and time and just manipulating, you know, the energy, everything is, um, you know, 99.99% space or something, you know, like that. So it's, I don't know that how many nines it is, but every, but every solid, every solid object you see is like, literally that much space so the the actual object is just the 0.0001% of actual material item and and the rest of it is space which is the quantum field that's really beautiful that what i'm hearing is like you get to help them self regulate like what they need by you modeling it or mirroring it it it's actually helping them and it it doesn't matter that there's time and space between us it's collapsed maybe say a little bit more uh, about quantum healing or quantum mechanics or uh, for some of the listeners, they might not fully understand. This sounds a little bit like airy fairy or woo woo or new age, but you know, maybe go into that a little bit and, and uh, yeah, for the, for the listener that might not have a complete grasp on it. Sure. So in science, I mean, I'm not a scientist. I'm just telling you what I've learned. Um, right. I, I started to explore it when I, literally was performing miracles in my life and I needed an explanation. And I am, you know, a logical person is I'm super spiritual, but also super logical. So I'm like, God is not smart. I mean, it's not smart. God is not dumb. He's very smart. He's very intellectual, intelligent. And, and when we look at nature, we can see that the, the design of it is impeccable. We can see that there's, there are patterns. We can see that, you know, there's a reason for everything. And so we can kind of look to science to explain some of the phenomenon that we, um, experience as humans. And I don't think that there, there's an exception when it comes to spirituality. I think we can explain spirituality too. And so I started to look into quantum physics and what I found is that there's no, there's no like current scientific theory that's been not even theory, scientific facts that have been proven that go against or in um, direct uh, that are directly opposed to quantum physics. Quantum physics helps explain everything we absolutely know to be true. Mm. And, and, there are parts of it that are a little harder to swallow from for some scientists for example einstein um you know he didn't really get on board with all of it he got on board with a lot of it but not all of it um there were some things like entanglement he was like what are you no way that's that's not it's not possible um but then there there were plenty of others who you know continued to prove it accurate over and over again so you're are you saying like instead of uh, Einstein was like cause and effect. And what you're saying is causing an yes. effect. Absolutely. Yes. So he was very cause and effect. Um, and again, this is all layman's terms. I'm sure there's some scientists out there listening, cringing, but like, he was all about, he was, he was all about that cause and effect, you know, A plus B equals C or one plus one equals two or whatever. Right. And quantum, quantum physics throws out the window and says, you know, what we focus on, you know, really creates what we see. And, you know, if I just bought a red car, I'm going to notice red cars mm. more. I just bought a red Honda. I'm going to notice red Hondas. Um, and that that's, or, or like, you know, when you think of someone and then they text you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, or they call you um, or they send you a message, whatever it is, you know, it's, it's that, what we're what we believe what we're focusing on it's a law of attraction all of that um the thing is though sometimes we'll have these subconscious programs and so what people will do is they'll say you know i i am enough i am enough i am enough or i am safe 
I am loved, but really they are saying that to convince themselves that they are, which means that they're, they deeply feel like they're not. And, and so the energy, the underlying root energy, um, and what they're going to continue to see is that they're not enough. That's really what they're going to continue to attract, but they're not enough. Even if they're doing a million affirmations, they're doing it from a place of fear instead of love. And so that, you know, that's a super important distinction to make for people who are spending hours and hours of doing affirmations and not seeing anything. It's because you are overcompensating with those affirmations, which is really going to, um, you know, in a quantum effect, it's going to continue to bring experiences that uh, will show you that you're not enough. Right. So what, what, I, what you're saying is you have to sync up the thought. And I think the most important thing is with the feeling. Yes. If you're thinking, I, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, but you're not feeling it, you're feeling lack. You can't attract to you the thing that you want. You're getting the opposite. So you're thinking one way, but feeling the opposite and continuing to attract what you don't, more of what you don't want. Wow. Right, exactly. So the yeah. law of attraction but, really does work. It's just getting it, you know, doing a little work and, um, syncing up thoughts and feelings together. So you're saying that the subconscious, the, the old patterns and habits that are there in our body are creating us the thought of not enough, but you're saying I'm enough, still not feeling it. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that, um, uh, oh my gosh, I lost it. What we were talking about, it was so good. It was so good. That's okay. We'll go on to the next one. It left me. It left me. I, oh, oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. So <laughs> it was like how every how everyone, a lot of, not everyone, but a lot of people get it like lost in the love and light stuff. Mm -hmm. And and really this is not that. So this is, um, there's a difference between being positive and being optimistic. So positive is like the love and light. There's nothing wrong. You know, I'm just going to focus on the good, focus on the good, focus on the good. And being optimistic is like, I see the bad. I'm going to work through it. I'm going to do my shadow work, um, face, face my, my inner child, face my, my demons, uh, get really aligned. Like you were saying, and to take my power back, face that stuff and take my power back, get aligned. Um, and, and that is, you know, that's the biggest difference yeah, between, it's, uh, the love and light culture and, and the real work. Yeah. That's the spiritual bypassing where it's like, Oh, everything's just great. And, and, you know, I, yeah, that totally makes sense. So it's like recognizing that things are not that great. And mm -hmm. as long as I'm doing my work, like, I think this is goes back to about why you want to be heart centered. It's like, because coming, seeing that there's a lot of stuff going on in the world that isn't that great and addressing it from a, a place of anger or fear isn't going to help dissolve that. So you're, you have to come from a place of love within yourself. So the shadow work, you know, the work that needs to be done is not out there. It's here. So this helps heal the world. Is that kind of what yeah. you're, yeah. Yeah. And I love how you said coming from a place of love within yourself mm -hmm. and coming from a place of self-love as you move through the world. Um, and sometimes that looks like boundaries. A lot of times it looks like healthy boundaries. It looks like walking away from toxic situations. It looks like taking responsibility for yourself and spending time alone figuring out who you are and and what it what it means to be you um what your what your interests are and what your wounds are and what you love and all of that 
Um, there's something else. I keep losing, I keep losing what I was gonna say. Um, oh, I was gonna say that, you know, if, if we don't, if we don't do that and we try to apply, we don't, we don't love ourselves and we're trying to love on other people and love on other people and love on other people and then attempt to change them, mm. that's codependency. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely experienced that before in the past. And I'm just noticing the time. And as we start to wind down, um, before we let you share with the listener where they can find you, um, you know, what your social media is, um, I like to kind of wind down with a question that I ask everyone. And it like the name of the podcast is The Conscious Man, but obviously it represents the, the whole, you know, men and women. So I'm curious what it means to you to be a conscious human. Let's do, let's go that way. What does it mean to be a conscious human? And uh, what does that look like for you? So for me, it looks like slowing way down sometimes. Sometimes it means moving forward, but only after I've really slowed down to do little things like taste my food, mm. smell my food, meditate for my food and feel gratitude for it, smell the tea that I'm drinking, really taste the tea, um, when I'm in a shower, you know, feeling the water on me, uh, just slowing down and being fully, fully and utterly present is to me is one of the most courageous things we can do because there's always another bill that needs to be paid, mm. right? There's always something bad going on in the world. There's always some sort of family drama. So it is bold <laughs> to, in spite of all of that, stop and feel you know your body and to stop and, and feel the things and objects and food and whatever around you and even extend that to being fully present with the people around you um when you when you have the capacity sometimes you need alone time but if you're ready sitting with someone opening up your heart uh going as deep as as you both can go together that to me is is being conscious being aware of of how i'm showing up being responsible for how I'm showing up despite my wounds. Mm -hmm. um, just, just being mindful, I think all around, no matter what it is. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well put. Absolutely. For slowing way down, being present to your, to your life. This is the only moment you can live. And what I've noticed for myself is I'd be lost a lot in the, in the, in the past and in the future and not fully here. And people can feel that energetically from you and, and, what I've noticed in relationships with other women, with coworkers, with who, with whoever, that's something that really helps another human being like feel connected and open. And I really feel like that's what we need in the more of in the world right now is presence with one another and understanding and list, deep listening. It's so, so healing. Like our session was just, like I said, it was so healing. Um, and you would think like, how could that happen in the course of 45 minutes to an hour? But it can, and it did. And I'm so grateful for you. And I would like for you to share with the listener um, where they can find you, uh, website, social, whatever. And we'll also put links in the show notes as well. Okay. Um, the easiest way is Quantum Self Mastery on Facebook. So there is a book now button. And that will take you to my consult page on um, the consult application page where it asks you questions and then you fill it out and book a one hour free consult with me. I have a three month program. It's one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and so that application is to work with me 
you know, for three months. In addition to that, I am doing a retreat on December 4th through 7th. And so you can use the same process to book the same call, but indicate to me that you're interested in the retreat and we can talk about that. Um, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's going to be just men. I'm going to have a Chinese healer there. She's a woman, but she's a, a Chinese medicine healer. Um, so it'll be me facilitating conversations, discussions, healings. She's going to do uh, things more on the medical side. Um, and, you know, we're going to transform in the mountains. So when people oh, it, book that call, yeah, it'll be in Asheville, North Carolina. It's sorry. live. Cool, 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 cool. I'm yeah. glad to see that yeah. you're doing some live stuff that everything, things are starting to settle and people are coming out and going to uh, retreats. That's definitely in, in nature too. How cool. That's, That's awesome. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. All right, Ash. You. Yeah, you're welcome. I just wanted to thank you again for coming on the podcast. Um, and uh, to all the listeners out there, uh, thank you for joining us here. We really appreciate you guys because we couldn't do this otherwise. It'd just be Ashley and I sitting here you know, on Zoom hanging out, which is cool, but we also appreciate all the listeners out there. Um, and hit Ashley up. That Your action step is to go over to Quantum Self Mastery on Facebook. Hit her up check out her page, see what she's up to, um, say hi. So uh, thanks everyone. Thanks, Ashley. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for having me. Bye. You're welcome. I'm just going to hit pause. All right, cool. Oh, I stopped the video. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can. Okay, cool. I just wanted to stop recording. So I don't know if, I don't know why. It, I'll just stay here. Um, I just wanted to say thank you. How do you? Sure. I mean, so why don't wait? Why don't I see your video? I don't know. Like I hit. Maybe I just need to hit pause on the record. Oh, I got it, Ash. Hold on. Yeah.